0: to the Huntback Country Podcast. This is episode number 255. Steve and I are joined by our good friends Tyler Crockett and Lenny Nelson, who, if you've been listening to the show for some time, have heard from in the past. Tyler, Lenny, Steve, and their good buddy Jason uh, started Pure Elevation Productions many years ago, and you may have seen some of their films online or in things like the Full Draw Film Tour, We've also spoken with uh, Linny and Tyler on this podcast about our Alaska caribou hunt from last year, for example, and they've been on the guests multiple times. Linny is also the co-founder of Exo Mountain Gear and has been on the show many times in the past. Today, though, we're talking with Lenny and Tyler about their September elk hunts, and it is memorable, both of their hunts, both of the bulls that you will hear about uh, them killing for many reasons. Number one for Tyler's bull, Tyler and Lenny took their young 9- and 10-year-old sons out on a backpack hunt, their first backpack elk hunt, and we hear about getting them involved with that, kind of the the trouble, (laughs) the trials of hunting with boys at that age, but ultimately hearing about the success as well and memories made there that will certainly last a lifetime. And then we chat about Lenny's bull, uh, which was taken just a few days later, not with the boys, but in an entirely different context uh, and a heck of an adventure on a great bull. So hope you guys enjoy this one. There's certainly a lot to pull from. Whether you're interested in hunting with young kids or you're interested in killing the biggest bull of your life, as Lenny did, there's something to take away in this episode. We pick up this discussion talking with Tyler and the backstory on getting their sons into the hunt. Let's jump into the conversation.
1: So he's he, he's turned he's turning 10, which he gets to hunt this year, which is awesome, side note. And um, I was like, hey, for your birthday, guess what? We're skipping school. And he's like, that's perfect, because what I want for my birthday is I want to go on a backpack hunt with you and and Lenny and Kai, because L- Lenny's boy and Colt are good buddies. They're the same age, basically. And uh, yeah, that was what he wanted for his birthday, was go on a backpack hunt with dad and Lenny and Kai.
0: That's cool, man. And how did you say in there? How old is he turning?
1: He he turned t- he turned ten on September thirteenth.
0: He turned ten. So and it was you said it was a backpack hunt, even right?
1: Yep, Yeah, We loaded up the packs. We kind of figured we'd go for one night, and uh, yeah, we loaded up the backpacks, loaded up the his pack and Kai's pack, and we uh, set out to some 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 places that we've actually tromped across. Uh, you and you and Steve and I.
0: Yeah. Cool. I know that uh, you've had the kids out there a ton. I mean, you just, you guys live it year round in terms of being in the outdoors for sure. And he's been on other hunts, but in terms of elk hunting or archery elk hunting specifically, how much has he been out?
1: This is the first year, honestly. I was, I was always okay. too nervous to take him out. Um, well, one, because our backpack hunts are usually multi day. Right. And um, I just didn't know how he would do on a multi day. Um, brutal hunt, but, um, th- I took him on, I took him on a shed hunting trip this year and he crushed it. Like he did, we did like almost 40 miles in three days. And so I thought, okay, the kid can hike. So we don't need to worry about that. And Kai can hike. And so we're thought, you know, let's just go one night and, pl- and not only that, but just like, can he be quiet? That, that was my biggest thing. I think <laughs> Lenny and I both like, can they be quiet? Can they not move? You know, yeah. it was- will that be just a train wreck? Are they going to play and be, you know, and, um uh, especially with
0: both of them being there together, right? They're just going to feed <laughs> oh, off each yeah. other.
1: Uh, I can just imagine them in the back, like a bull's coming in there behind you, like fighting with sticks or something. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's what I was <laughs> going to say. Sword fighting with sticks.
1: Well, well, dude, it was very much like, I mean, once we decide, okay, we're going, we're going to go, it's going to be good. And I don't know how many times, like I lectured Colts for a day and a half, like, Hey, the two big things, movement and sound. I was like, when, when I tell you to be a statue, you don't move, you don't make a peep. Like those are the two big things more than anything. And lectured him, I'm sure Lenny literally lectured Kai. And yeah, as soon as we got to the trailhead, I just instantly, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if we're ever going to
2: kill a ball. Because yeah. Those two. Yeah. You don't realize that kids, they don't understand what whispering is. Like it's literally <laughs> like the first word is a whisper and then it just goes up in volume from there. And in like 10 words, they're yelling.
0: Yeah. Like we're outside. We're supposed to be able to yell and be loud outside, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Lenny, I know, uh, gosh, what we may have even talked about in the podcast, Lenny, like you did a pretty, I would say, epic trip for Kai and his age and abilities. Was that a shed hunting trip you guys did in the snow and kind of, you know, <laughs> threw him to the ringer on that? Oh,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a, <laughs> yeah. We I mean, camped right at the snow line, snowshoed in. I mean, yeah, that was a, a and he, you know, I mean, I got to say, um, I think Tyler and I, and probably a lot of people that are similar listeners, we, we don't baby our kids. I, I definitely say, and so I'm like, come on, buddy, you got to toughen up. There's only one way out. And, uh, you know, it's cool. It's paying dividends already. Cause I mean, they can go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things I think, you know, you need to balance it, right? Like you want to push them without being too brutal. But at the same time, I think that the kids are capable of even maybe more than, we think, you know, and you got to kind of find that out.
1: That's so true, Mark. I mean, I think that kids are so much tougher and can go so much more than we give them credit for. Like Yeah. Literally on that that big shed hunting trip with Colt, um, I mean, we, we did we did a 17-mile day and we got to camp and he was still running around trying to pick up sticks and sword fight me. I mean, it's it's if you, if you give a kid a chance and I think I <laughs> They, they, they can really amaze a person for sure with what they can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I even think of that with my daughter, when we were uh, actually out in Idaho this past summer, Steve, we did that hike into uh, the hot springs, which the hike itself wasn't terrible. Um, it was like eight miles total round trip, but my daughter got really bad blisters. And uh, when we got to the hot springs and then went to go turn around and hike back out, like they were they're pretty bad. Um, and I'm looking at that thinking, I know that hurts, you know, but <laughs> um, I was impressed to see him push through. So yeah, it's just like giving them even the opportunity to like find those types of situations where they can, you know, meet themselves a little bit and push through the hard times.
1: And dude, that's exactly it. Like once, and once they do one big hike, it's kind of like, oh, well, how far have we hiked that? I don't know. We've probably gone five miles. Oh, that's nothing. I remember one time I did 15 or whatever, you know, it's like, when they when they set that big benchmark in their head and they've done it, it it's they're like, oh, I've done that before.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Did you guys have a when you said you got to the trailhead, just to pick back up on the hunt? Did were you planning on packing into a certain area, or just kind of seeing where it takes you in terms of chasing elk and seeing where you land? Did you have mileage or some sort of loop in mind, that type of thing?
1: Yeah, we had a loop. In fact, you guys we did the same. We did the same same loop um, when we hunted with bro. Okay. Yep. Where we parked where we parked the car and then drove up and put the car and It's like a eight-mile loop kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh we did we had the same same loop in mind just because I'm I, I knew there'd be elk in there and well, I hope there'd be elk in there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, we took off took off hiking across there and we did a lot of just hiking and trying to sh- we did a lot of shishing too. There's a lot mm-hmm. of shishing going on. <laughs> shh, sh- guys. shh, whisper shh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So yeah, you guys, uh, start putting miles on. How did the beginning of the hunt unfold besides shushing and bugling?
1: Well, we went in, st- we stayed the night, we stayed the night we, Well, we, hi- we were hiking in and we ran across one kind of backpacked in tent, like maybe a mile in there and kind of like, ah, oh, crap, someone else is here. And we didn't see him, didn't hear him bugle. So we thought maybe he just kind of left his tent and left for the week. Cause we just didn't hear anybody, but we heard one bugle like right, right there. And we're like, Oh my gosh, there's a bugle. Everybody got pretty excited. And then it was just kind of one and done quiet. Didn't really know where it went. What happened? I don't even know if Lenny heard it. I didn't. Yeah. Lenny didn't hear it. Weird, huh? Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then we proceeded on and, and I noticed it as soon as it started kind of getting dark, Lenny and I, are, I think probably trying to want to cover ground and at least find a Canyon that had a bugle and bowl and, I started getting questions about an hour before light. Is this where we're camping? Is this where we're camping? When are we setting up camp? When are we setting up the tents? When are we going to eat? What are we having for supper? What's okay gonna- <laughs> 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 And we finally came to spot. Okay, you know, this is a pretty good spot. Let's just, uh, let's let's sit down here and we'll set up camp. And Lenny and I think both really thought that we'd set up camp there and we'd hear bugles through the night or we'd get woke up by bugles or we'd get something you know as it was getting dark and yeah none of that happened so i'm sure the boys are starting to feel like they're just on a nature walk
0: yeah <laughs> that's funny
1: um then to we wake up, up that morning
0: oh yeah I, mean, I was just gonna cut you off sorry the backup lenny i know we chatted about uh you know kai and him being out hiking and out in the elements backpacking with you and that trip but um i didn't really hit i'm just curious like what when you told kai about this trip was he just like all in right away
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No question. You know, it's just funny because Tyler and I, we had originally planned on going just he and I. Then he called me up a day or two before and said, hey, man, I really want to take Colt and Colt wants Kai to go. And I was like, heck, yeah, let's do it. And then yeah. I told Ty and I mean, because every time I go, honey, he like hangs on my arm. Like, I want to go, Dad. I want to go. You know, I feel bad. Um, so it was a I'm glad Tyler came up with the idea.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Pick up. Sorry, Tyler. I was just, like oh, no, forgot good. to ask about that. And I was curious. Um, yeah. Pick it up in the morning or I guess say pick it up in the morning. I'll ask this though. How did it like, did they actually sleep or were they up, you know, giggling and no. what night all night?
1: You know, they didn't. Yeah. They kind of wanted to stay up a little later than probably I w- would have preferred. They seemed like they, yeah, they were fighting, going to bed. They were pretty, they are pretty dang excited about, about just sleeping in a tent, you know, eating out of a bag with a fork, you know, it, because Colt really hadn't done that like uh, very much, except for the one shed hunt trip. Before that, he had never really like did the whole tent thing, the dehydrated meal thing, the jet boil thing, and it was all pretty. I think it's pretty surreal to them and pretty exciting. So they finally go to bed. We wake up in the morning, and of course, didn't hear a single bugle. And I might have even said to Lenny, I, "If I didn't, I, I know what I was thinking like we're going to be. I will not be surprised if we." don't kill a bull you know or or i just there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of kids that haven't done you know been out there and hunted and and but they know about it because they've they've heard our stories they've been with us on little trips and i mean so i guess i I thought maybe there'd be a chance but it was highly unlikely so we take off hiking and, and we sit down kind of pack up camp and we sit down for a while and think okay well let's let's just sit here, we'll make some coffee, we're in a pretty good little spot, it's going to be a little warm, and we're down in the shade, kind of dark timber, and thought, okay, let's just kind of, uh, let's just sit here and call for a while.
2: Well, yeah, back up, because Tyler's like, on his map, he had something marked Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we walk up to this thing, and it's a Salt Lake, so, of course, what the kids do, they start licking it. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a tree as a tree that had uprooted that had all this like natural mineral. And you can see where the elk and deer had like chewed it, licked it, pawed it. I mean, like just hammering it. And we told the boys like, yeah, that's a, like a natural mineral lick for, for the critters. And yeah, so they literally go over and start licking the bottom of this root ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're pretty serious. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting there and Lenny's, He's calling. We determined that I was going to be shooter, and uh, he's calling and like nothing, nothing. We're kind of like, man, what is you know? I can't believe nothing's piped off yet. And it's it's it should be good. It's it's the moon was good. It was it's we just know that it's about that time where where it just starts hitting the fan. And um, we're sitting there, and I, I pick up my bugle tube and I just bugle in this direction, just one of those loud like. My own frustration, loud screaming bugle, and this bull hits us back just like within probably 150 yards, just bam, right back on me. And we all look at each other like holy crap, whoa, whoa, and it just happened. The boys' eyes were like dinner plates. Yeah. Cause that was the first bull that Cole had heard bugle in yeah, the wild. Same with Kai. Same with Kai. And yeah, their eyes got really, really big. And so we kind of like Lenny and Kai, they took off just like having hunt together so much So like everybody got to their spots without even saying a word. Like I grabbed Colt, let's go. And we, we ran forward probably 50, 60 yards. Lenny and Kai dropped back just a little bit and, and Colt and I got set up and it's kind of like a open timber floor, you know, just kind of this flat and you could see there's pretty good gaps and little openings here and there. And Colt and I moved forward on the other side of this salt lake they'd been gnawing on and, um lindy kind of started making some calls and that that bull he was he was up there and we could hear him and pretty soon colt colt saw him before i did colt's like really yeah colt's like dad he's up there and i
2: in a timber floor it's an advantage to be four foot rather than that's a yeah. solid <laughs> point that's a super
1: solid point yeah he's looking under the trees and he and he sees him and and during the hunt and after the hunt the pack out it, he made it very clear to us <laughs> that it all happened because he saw the bull first. So that's why. I love it. And uh, so he sees the bull. He tells me he's right there. And, and I kind of, I kind of get eyes on him coming and and he is just no, just coming. Like he's, he piped off one more time. Lenny, chuckle, bugled, yep. yeah, he, Lenny bugled. And he gave the, he gave the five point chuckle. And, and uh, I looked at Cole. Oh, well b- before that, I, I actually started to do a selfie with Cole. Cause I was like, well, we're not filming it. And I was like, but you know what? I got my this fancy iPhone that I'm trying to figure out. And, and I was like thinking, hey, Colt, Colt can film this. So I started to do a selfie and like, hey, Colt, I'm here with Colt. We got a bull coming in. And, and then that's when Colt saw the bull. So I, the phone went away. I didn't care. Sh- shoved it in my pocket and got an arrow knocked. And yeah, that bull chuckled and, and I see Colt when that bull chuckled and his eyes were just big. And, and I, I made it really clear when we were walking up, kind of tr- jogging up to get in that spot. I was like, dude, remember, you can't move. You can't make a noise at all. And, and it was funny that when the time came to make it happen, how both those boys <laughs> did exactly what we had been preaching. Like yeah. Colt didn't make a noise. He was a statue. And it's like it was it was really cool to see him like go into the mode of that. We all go into when it's, when it's time, it's like, it just, it starts right now. And, and I was super proud of him for doing that. Um, So anyways, the bull comes in on my left, like 60 yards away. And I kind of see him working through the trees, coming straight towards Lenny sounds and Colt is literally standing on my left hip, just standing right, right beside me. Bull comes in, comes he's coming straight at me at like 40 30 straight at me and he quarters a little bit and i i'm trying to i see a good a pretty good gap where i think um i can get a shot and it's like 20 25 yards away like right there where where Cole can see it i mean front row seats bull comes hits my gap i stop him and he takes one extra stop so i'm having to shoot through like some green pine boughs and i'm like okay i can go through those green pine boughs And I just, it's kind of covering up where I wanted to hit. And I put my, put my pin there and I shot. And in that, that, those like soft, nice little green pine boughs, there's like one of those gray, dry spruce branches that I didn't see. Mm. And those things are like wrought iron, I swear, spruce branches. And um, I hit that spruce branch and I saw my arrow kick, you know, I saw my fletchings kick and, deflect a little bit and i at first i honestly thought that it might have deflected and shot over his back i couldn't see because the arrow kind of disappeared behind this pine bow and um it was pretty pretty good broad he turned broadside at that point Lenny's doing a good job just calling him straight into him and um and it i thought it deflected and then Lenny, you know, it was all like, everybody's so excited. Colt was just like speechless for about 15 seconds. He just, his mouth was open and his eyes were big. He's like, he was so huge, dad. He's so huge. <laughs>
2: I know. He can't just
1: say that over and He's over. So, He's so huge. big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I shot and kind of, everything just kind of settled down. The, the bowl took off and I'm like, man, did I, did I hit him? Or did, did it deflect and, and fly over his back? I couldn't really tell. So we went back to where I shot. I'm just kind of replaying it in my mind and replaying the shot. Lenny and Kai had came up and Cole said, dad, I see him. And he saw him again, probably 200 yards away, kind of through the trees where you could just see a gap and you could see elk body. And I didn't, I didn't see him, but he totally saw him. So I got down on my knees and I put my glass up there and I could see blood, which, which I'm so glad that he saw him because there was not a lot of blood, but at least it gave us a good, really starting point. And um, yeah, he saw him up there. And I looked up there and I definitely saw blood um, a little further back than I would wanted, but it didn't, it looked okay. And, uh, and then that, and then he just walked off. I'm like, okay, he's definitely hit. He's not just running, you know, he's walking off somewhere. He's probably gonna go bed down. And so we all got together and it was high fives around man. It was, it was, it was awesome just to see Kai Colt a- having our boys there, and and it was it was super awesome just the moments after the shot.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Hey, to I obviously want to progress in the story, but like I'm curious from everything that just happened, like Lenny, your perspective with Kai, was he able to see any of that, or were you guys just didn't have good visual? What was that like for you guys leading up to the shot?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, we were kind of far enough back, we didn't have a visual on it, you know, but he did hear you know, the chuckles coming in and then, you know, and he he, 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 can kind of see Tyler and Colt a little bit. So he kind of saw that kind of go down too. So, yeah. Um, and again, you know, he was just like giant eyes, like whatever I said, he did it. He was just right by my, I mean, he was literally like, you know, six inches away from my leg.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, you can get back into it. Tyler celebration. Uh, Obviously the, you don't have the bull recovered yet, but like post shot coming together, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, once once Colt saw that bull up there again, and, and Colt even mentioned, "Well, we probably wouldn't have found that bull if it wasn't for me seeing him." I'm like, "Yes, that's probably yes, yes, you're amazing, Colt."
0: So, so Colt saw him coming and going, right? He saw yeah. him coming in for the shot, call him going after the shot. It was all him,
1: totally. Which honestly, like both of them were huge because yeah. I might have tried to move forward a little bit more than than we did had Colt not got eyes on him because it made us just stop and set up right there. And then same thing, like after, I mean, it was really good to see to know that he was hit and kind of where he was hit. I mean, obviously that's pertinent information when you're waiting, when you're when you're in that that horrible time of after the shot and how long am I going to wait or need to wait? Um, It kind of at least gave me a sense of how long we need to wait um, Mm -hmm. before we went. So, Lindy got up there. We walked up there, and my arrow was laying like six feet away from where I hit the bull. Blood all the way through it. I'm like, okay, it's solid shot. You know, there's blood on it. But then I kind of saw quite a bit of meat on the arrow, and I'm like, oh man, did I just did I just backstrap this bull? Yeah, that's kind of what I first thought. But then comparing that with where the blood was, I, I was like, the blood seemed lower than just like really, really high in his back. And so we determined we we're going to give him an hour and a half. Yeah, we're like, okay, it's not. I don't know for sure where he's hit. So we're going to sit here for an hour and a half. So we got to sit there for an hour and a half. We had some coffee and it was, it, it was as painful for the kids as it was for me. That week, that waiting time for all archery hunters, you know, that that time when you're waiting is just miserable. Mm-hmm. I hate it. That's the only thing I don't like about archery hunting is, is after the shot till you decide to go get the bull. I, it's such a miserable miserable time for me just the not knowing the what if is he shot bad or you know i, I hate it then the boys didn't like either i kept can we go can we go can we go get him can we go get him no let's just we have to wait we're not 100 sure of the shots so we're going to wait a little we're going to wait a little bit and when it was time to go it was like it was like a horse race <laughs> for, for tracking blood i kid you not it was the boys are like linear in the back, we're like, guys, get but don't just go tromping all let's be slow. And Lenny, Lenny and Kai went one direction, and then Colt and I went up to where we saw the bull. And we got on, we we just kind of started getting on blood. And it was there was two pools of decent blood. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it literally pretty much Sucks. dried up to nothing, like maybe a speck on a leaf. And the boys did really good though. Once they got once they saw blood, they started like crawling through the 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 shrubs and the huckleberries to look for blood i mean they did a good there were several times that the boys found
2: blood oh yeah
1: like kai'd be like i got blood and we'd go over to where kai was at and um find this little speck of blood and then they would just start combing the ground and that, i was proud of like from the from the moment we sh- the bull came in to the moment we shot to track in the bull i mean everything's really slowed down once it got serious you know like slow mm-hmm. down they slowed down, they tracked. And um, Lenny That's was kind of cool. out in front of us, making just half moons kind of following the direction that it seemed this bull was traveling. And, and uh, shoot, he was up there 100, within 100 yards, probably, he, he maybe went 100 yards, and he was he was down just up there in front of us.
0: Hmm. That had been so uh, cool for them, like that, just that tracking part, because it, it's a situation where they're truly like part of it right like even for kai like he he didn't get to see the shot and all that prior but he's truly part of the experience now like he's he's contributing that had to be cool for him
2: yeah very much so yeah and we were dependent on him honestly i mean they were there for a while it's about 20 minutes of like oh man we can't find any blood yeah
0: yeah awesome Mm -hmm. so yeah tyler uh Bulls down. You got him. What's the, what's the celebration like? What are the moments like with the boys, their reaction all that?
1: So he, he was, he was down. He was still, he, he was down and he was losing blood. And he was still, he was still um, alive a little bit, had his head up. So I just snuck around and like 25 yards again, I put one right through his heart just to, so they, they got to see another, like the, the final, um, you know, put him down shot. They were right there for that. Um, and, and then he expired just that fast and walked up to him and it was, yeah, it was hugs and high fives and the boys, I, I'll never forget Colt's Colt's crazy excitement. Like if you, if, if anybody followed our Instagram story, like he was so excited, his uh, eyes were huge, and he was bouncing in circles, ahead, dancing in circles and, bouncing off the walls. And the, the one comment that will forever stick in my mind was this big bull's laying there, you know, well, Colt's like, he's so big, big body bull. They'd never seen one. Like they'd never been with me hunting and saw how big a elk body is on the ground. Right. And I remember Colt, all his excitement dancing. He's like, how are we going to get it out of here? (laughs) (laughs) uh, it was, yeah. So we went up there and they got hands on him and it was, it was for, for me, it was just surreal. Cause I've been dreaming about that since, since I, he was born, you know, and his birthday was September. I'm like, Oh my gosh, one of these days, your birthday is going to be so awesome. And it was just like the precursor to a lot of years of amazing September birthday hunts.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, that's cool. Cool. Were they, uh, pretty like getting you said getting hands on the bull were they like pretty just fascinated like taking it in you know in terms of antlers for like actually experiencing the elk at that point
2: oh yeah for sure I mean I think the first thing they, oh he's so soft you know and I mean you know they're poking at his nose and you know it's funny just the curiosity of you know yeah all the things we kind of take for granted now and they're just you know taking it all in
0: yeah that's
1: how i pictured it yeah that's i swear nice. they touched every square inch of that bowl on the
2: ground yeah i mean looking at his hooves i mean just everything
1: yeah and they tried to pick up tried to pick up his head i mean it was a rat it was a rag five so it's not like you know he had some huge rack but to them that those those antlers still seemed like the biggest ever this is huge you know and, <laughs> yeah. and um it like trying to them try it's funny trying them trying to lift the head just like oh my gosh just even trying to move the head around and yeah, then we spent the next, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes just taking taking pictures of the boys with the bowl and us with the bowl. And and then we're like, well, it's time for the time for the other fun part, guys. And we started breaking the bowl down and they did awesome. They, they'd hold legs for us, you know, and as we're pulling quarters off this bowl and, and they kept wanting to take my Havalon and get to work. I'm like, no. Your, yeah. <laughs> that, your, that's below your pay grade still sorry
0: <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um but yeah they did good just helping helping pull stuff off like lifting up back straps while we flayed them off and stuffing them in bags and and uh it was no doubt we we're as a, as a crow flies i think we we're three miles mm-hmm. from from the rig and uh not the easiest not the easiest country to get through with like the deadfall
2: Side hill, yeah.
1: Side hill, deadfall. And the deadfall, like I take it for granted. Well, I guess let me back up to we we get packs loaded up, and Lenny and I, we boned everything out because we're back there a little ways. We just want, obviously, we want to do one trip, and uh Lenny and I put a a front, take a front and a hind, and then we put the back straps and some miscellaneous meat. in the boys never packs had to bend thirty pounds. Oh, yeah. And like my boy weighs like 67 pounds. Yep.
2: Nope. Same with Kai.
1: And so they're, you know, 60, just over 60 pounds. And and they had half their body weight in their packs. And uh
2: and they wanted to do it. They
1: wanted it. Yeah. They're like, what are we packing? What are we packing? They wanted to pack <laughs> stuff so bad. So they packed out, as you know, three miles really translates to maybe six, five or six. And uh yeah, they packed packed 30 plus pounds out. Lenny and I packed that and It was, it was so. I was so proud of both them boys because there was a ton of deadfall and just dead, dried ups leaned over spruce trees. And I take it for granted because I'm fairly tall and I can step over most any deadfall on the ground and it's no big deal. Those guys, the deadfall was like at their chest. Right. (laughs) And, and it, it, I was, I was impressed with how tough they were hiking over crawling under logs over and it was it wasn't just easy for them them to hike it and they just powered through it every once in a while they'd say we're tired
2: yeah yeah. but (laughs) go ahead tell (laughs) Uh,
1: how how we'd they'd be like oh we're so tired we're so tired are we close and we we'd stop and they would take their backpacks off and then they would proceed to run around in circles and
2: <laughs> chase, each other. chase each other and play tag. And we're like,
1: they're not tired. Look, they're, they're running and playing and jumping and jumping off logs. And, and yeah, it was from the whole get go from the time we left the pickup until we got back to the pickup, it was impressive how much it reminded me how, how tough kids are and how much they can truly go. Mm. And and how, when it came time to get real, how real they got.
2: Yeah, it was, you know, Kai, there's definitely a couple times where he was complaining and said, Hey dad, can you carry this for me? You know, my back hurts or something. And I'm like, it was kind of fun to kind of put it in perspective. So I'm like, Hey Kai, we well, don't realize, you know, cause I had hundred pounds on my back and, you know, to have all the overnight gear, extra sleeping bag, big tent, you know, half an elk. And I mean, damn sure wasn't light. And I'm like, Kai, What you don't know is my feet hurt right now. My back hurt right now. My legs hurt right now. Like everybody hurts right now. You're not the only one. And to kind of see that click in his head, Mm. it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Everybody does hurt right now. Um, And then then to keep going, it was was kind of cool to see that.
0: That's super. That's a really good point because you're not like, you know, little boys, especially that age, they look up to their dad, right? And dad's not complaining. Dad's not whining. Dad doesn't look like he's struggling. Like they legitimately don't realize like, dad's working hard. Like dad's feeling it. You know what I mean? That's a, yeah. that's a really interesting point.
1: Yeah. I, I got to bring this point up. Kai had like a, his backpack was something that Lenny had bought from like Walmart. Or <laughs> something. I don't know. <laughs> Colt, Colt had a, like a little framed pack. It's an Osprey pack and it's, it's got a frame. It's a pretty nice little pack and carries weight. Good. Uh, Kai had like a jan camouflage jan sport or something.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, Kai or Colt at one point said, Well, Lenny doesn't, doesn't Lenny build exos? How come Kai doesn't have an exo? <laughs> and I'm like, I've been trying to tell Stephen Lenny that. You guys need an exo for a couple of years, actually. Yeah. So, so it was a cult cult. It was funny that he made that comment. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 I don't, right. I don't know. You'll have to talk to Lenny and Steve about that cult.
2: That was yeah. a topic of discussion for about a mile. Okay. How can we get a pack that can extend over time? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I legit was flipping through photos uh, of the hunt before the show. And I, there's a picture of the boys standing next to each other, I think during the pack out. and, Yeah, I mean, you can clearly see with Colt, like, he's got his framed Osprey pack. He has frame height. He has load lifters and all that. And then you look over at poor Kai, like, there's no structure to be found. The weight is hanging off his back. You literally can't see it behind his shoulders. You put the hurt on him, Lenny.
1: Yeah. The guy kept saying, oh, it's, it's on my butt. My butt, my butt, because the, the back strap stuff was like literally just riding like in the middle of his butt cheeks.
2: Yeah. He, he put his trekking pole underneath the pack behind him and lift up lift it up just to get it on his butt. <laughs> oh
0: goodness. Man, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, was, and then <laughs> when we got back to the truck, we headed out, like literally. I got a picture of Kai. He falls asleep in like five minutes, like passed out on the backseat of my truck on the way home. He was so exhausted.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I'm sure they have been talking about that. We'll be talking about that for a long time to come.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we might've started a tradition. Yeah. Possibly there. Yeah.
2: It was fun too. Cause we'd, we'd harass cool. him. Like, you know, cause they'd be dinking off and we're cleaning the bowl. And we'd like, Hey, you guys get over here. Cause I'm like, I guarantee you, you two are going to be like 14 and you guys are going to go off in the woods. You're going to kill something and be like, crap, we should have been paying attention when dad was feeding this ball."
0: Yeah. yeah, That's <laughs> no joke.
2: It's kind of fun to think about that.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Well, Lenny, anyway, we wanted to talk about your elk hunt as well, but I don't want to, you know, put a cap on this uh, with missing anything. Are there any takeaways stories, anything like that? Kind of the experience with the boys that we want to make sure we hit. We haven't already
1: um no i think my biggest takeaway is is uh kids are i mean a lot of a lot of people are nervous to take their kids <clears throat> their kids out it's like well i don't know i don't know if they can i don't know if they can hike that far i don't know i don't know if they can actually be quiet and i mean that's what honestly i've taken them on several scouting trips but hunting trips with the bow i was always nervous i just didn't know if they could do what we needed to do um to to be successful honestly and after taking them out, I, I I wouldn't hesitate to take them out again because what it they he, he they can hike more than more than we give them credit for, and when it's time, they they did such an amazing job of remembering the things that we had been preaching to them, you know, their whole lives about in the middle of the hunt when it's what you need to do when it's time, and and they did it, and it, it I wouldn't be hesitant to take them on a, on a three day hunt. Now, I, hmm. not at all. I, it, it's, that was, that was a huge takeaway for me it's just that they can, they can hike it, they can do it. And when it comes time, they're going to remember all those things that you spent time teaching them.
0: Yeah. Cool. When well, you, where's the, where's the story pick up from here? When was it, uh, you know, that you then got back out and you're hunting for yourself now?
2: Yeah. So that was on a, uh, so we went out on Saturday, we came out on Sunday, we got home it was dark, late evening, um, and uh, but in the mi- meantime, Nick, he was going to come up and hunt with us, and he's super cool. He got uh, the kids. What, what did he get them? A, a uh,
1: lemonade. Lemonade. Yeah,
2: yeah, I yeah, got them a lemonade and, and got Tyler and I our beer and met us at the uh, at, at the truck. So when we got down, Nick was down there with us because he was going to go uh, film with us. Um, so then the next, so then, the, so we got out on Sunday we're supposed to leave on Monday, but of course, you know, stuff comes up. We don't leave Monday till later. Um, and you know, we just got done packing hundred pounds the day before. I mean, I was, I was, it was, it was a tough, I mean, it wasn't, it was a medium hike out. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't ridiculous. Um, and so we get up, Nick, me and Tyler, we get up there, you know, late afternoon to the next hunting spots where we went to a different spot and, um, Again, we're backpacking in. We plan on being in there till Thursday, I think, Monday to Thursday. And uh, because Tyler's got to get back for kind of a big commitment, we'll kind of get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and as a spot that I've I've been in before, um, and and Tyler's kind of been in there before, uh, but we kind of hunted through there. Wasn't a lot of sign, honestly. And we bugled and bugled. And oh, one cool thing is we picked up uh Tyler had left a game camera in there for two years. Yeah. For two full years since 18. Yep. And it was still there. So that was super fun. Pulling that off and going through all the pictures, and it actually ran for a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Which was kind of cool because it was kind of interesting. In 18, there's probably five, six good bulls on there. Yeah. I mean, like yep. kind of consistent through September. And then, you know, got some foxes, went all through the winter. And then in 19, I don't think there's a single bull in that
1: thing. Yeah. Nope.
2: Just some cows. Huh. Yeah. It was, it was really interesting. It was like, man, how could that be exact same spot? And then, uh, so that, that was kind of fun to think about. Yeah. Um, and hmm. we kind of backpacked in and honestly, we didn't, I don't think we heard a single bugle, nothing, nothing. Um, a single bugle. And so we kept kind of going deeper and deeper and deeper kept going and we spent the night that night and then got up in the morning and kept going deeper in. And finally, these guys, you know, it's funny. So Nick didn't have a tag and Tyler didn't have, have a tag. So I felt like, you know, for one, my hearing <laughs> sucks. And uh, and I was like everyday shooter. It was pretty cool. And But I felt like a little princess because they would be like, hey, Lenny, we'll just be over here. Go this way. And I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> They're
0: guiding you in.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, it, it sucks. It's weird. Like, I can't hear the high pitch stuff. I can hear the grunts and the chuckles, but damn it, man, the high pitch stuff, I just cannot hear. Um, And uh, so that that next morning, we got in on, on a bull. Actually, a raghorn. Tyler was calling, and a raghorn came into him. But what we figured out is there's so damn much deadfall where we're at. Like, if those bulls don't have a clear path to get up to you, it's just too damn hard for them to, and they just won't. Mm. Um, so after that first setup, we kind of broke down a little bit and said, it's literally physically impossible for that bull to come up through here. So we got to be a little smarter in how we set up. So we kind of chilled out for 30, no heck, a couple hours, actually took a nap. There was one bull that kept kind of hitting us and kept kind of hitting us. And, uh, we ended up kind of getting in over on him and he kept bugling and bugling and we got in real slow and I could see his cows bedded down and and then but and kind of cliffed out where he couldn't come in because he's cliffed out so we backed back out kind of waited a little while and his his cows kind of started feeding up and we were able to kind of reposition and then um what was interesting is is there's a creek in the bottom and so the creek noise was kind of loud and we had tyler backed up we were probably 80 yards from the bull and tyler is probably another 80 yards behind us so he's probably 150 yards back kind of raking cow calling bugling and kind of doing the whole nine yards and that bull couldn't hear him, which was kind of really, you know, cause we we're kind of looking and Tyler's making all this racket. We could hear him, but there's a little finger ridge between us and that bull couldn't hear him. So finally we waved Tyler up and we're like, Hey, he can't hear you. And so we stuck Tyler like 30 yards behind us now. And then as soon as Tyler t- started piping off, this bull just, went nuts pretty much oh yeah and it was like game time and so I knew he was coming but you know it's thick and brushy and kind of crappy and it wasn't till probably I didn't see him till he's 15 yards wow and um and I'm kind of standing because I'm trying to look through the brush and then all of a sudden I see it at 15 yards I'm like oh crap and I kneel down and, you know, it's pretty close. And then at 12 yards, he goes behind a tree. I draw and he walks up to this log and this log is like right at the bottom of his chest. And I'm kind, I, I feel, I'm kind of like on this little finger and I feel like I'm exposed, you know, and that, that clock's kind of going off in your head when a bull's that close. You're just like, okay, i to got so much time here. Mm-hmm. Tyler's calling behind me and he kind of, but he looks right through me, man. I mean, he, well, actually when I drew, he stopped for maybe five seconds. Then he kept going. And he gets up to this log and he kind of looks at this log and he can tell he's like, shoot, man, how to get over this log? And he's kind of looking at it and I'm full draw, but he's quartering to me like just super hard. So I have nothing and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there, he's 10 yards and I'm kind of on, come on, you know, turn, do something, give me something. But that clock's definitely going off my head. Like, okay, any second, you know, he's going to see me and get nervous. And um, he kind of squares up to that log a little bit where he's, you know, it's 10 yards, it's damn close. And he's not perfectly frontal, but I mean, damn close. He's just quartering just a touch, you know? So I kind of put my pin right there, right below, you know, where the neck comes in and I'm like, all right, I need to scoot it to the right just a little bit to make sure I, I get, you know, cause he's not perfect. I mean, he's damn close. But he's not quite perfect. And I shoot, he spins around, and I don't see my arrow, my flood chains. I'm thinking, I just buried it in him. This thing's dead. And he's a stud. I mean, he's a he is a really good herd bull. He
1: was a giant, like 350-type <laughs> giant.
2: Yeah, I mean, just a stud. And I kind of see his antlers kind of wobble a little bit when he's going through the brush away from me. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's, 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 he's going to die right there. And then he actually, Tyler bugles again. I think he's going to come back. I'm trying to get another arrow knocked. But I think he's hit. So I'm not, I'm trying not to spook him. So I I was trying to get another arrow in him, but I wasn't like trying really hard. And then he ends up walking up the hill and just kind of walks away from me, goes over the ridge. And these guys come up and uh, Nick's right behind me filming. And he thinks, he's like, man, I think you buried it. And I'm like, I think I buried it too. Like he's dead. And we're high five. I'm so, I'm like, man, I think he's a great bull. That was awesome. And then pretty soon, he bugles. I'm like, that's just cause he had a real deep growl. I'm like, shoot, I think he just bugled. And I think he bugled like at least two or three more times.
1: Yeah, it was it was scary. Like Lenny kind of went up to where we were kind of he could see over there and I and I heard that bugle and and Nick and I looked at each other like, uh, that's not a good sign because that sounded exactly like him. <laughs> yeah. I I instantly just kind of deflated, like, oh no. Yeah.
2: So I walked over right where I shot him at 10 yards and my arrows laying on the ground with basically the blades broke off. And, you know, part of the ferrule is still on, on, in my insert and maybe like a half inch of blood on my insert Hmm. and my outsert actually. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, obviously I saw right where he walked up the hill. I followed his tracks, not a single drop of blood like not one. I mean, and I followed him for 50, 60 yards where I could see him going up there and, um, not a single drop of blood snapped off right, right where I shot him. Cause when he spun around, there's a big stick over the top of that log. And I think when he spun, he spun so fast, it just snapped my arrow off. And that's why I didn't see my fletchings. Mm. Um, so that, that was obviously super disappointing, but I am like 90% sure that that bull is totally fine. And
1: yeah, he bugled like he, he get he got his cows and he had to have bugled six, seven times um, after the fact. And you could just hear him bugling across above us, just walking yeah. off, not even running, just walking off bugling.
2: Yeah. Just kind of pushed his cows out of there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's I always tough. Thought... But yeah, like you said with that, like what you're seeing with the outsert and the minimal blood, <clears throat> you know, broken off like that. It couldn't have done much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean it, you know, I, it couldn't have went in two, two and a half inches maybe. Yeah. And then, like I said, it, it broke off the blade in there. Cause I, I, um, I shoot two blade and I broke the blade off in there, but like the ferrule, half the ferrule was still on my arrow. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was super disappointing. Mm. Um, so I don't care what you shoot, how close they are. If you hit them like smack dab in the shoulder, it's not going anywhere. Mm. Um, and obviously that's what happened. And that's the first time I'd ever tried a frontal shot, um, which now I'm even more hesitant to try one. Yeah. So we uh, we kind of backed up a little bit and kind of went back up kind of toward where he was pushing his cows. And um, we saw another bull that evening, kind of like two drainages away. We're like, ah, I don't think we can get there by by. Um, dark pitch camp right there. We, and when you hear a single bugle that night, which is super surprising. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the morning we get up we kind of start working our way. And, you know, we bugle right from camp and not in a bugle again. We're like, man, this is weird. Um, but we drop in w- one little finger, hit the bugle again, a bull above his pipes off. He starts coming hard and you kind of tell he's probably a raghorn and he just kind of came too fast. He saw some movement and he just kind of kept skirting us just out of range. Um, And then he barked for an hour. Like, it's funny. Another bull did this too. Like, I don't know if you guys ever had this. I mean, honestly, like as he went away for like a mile and a half, he would bark the whole way. It was, yeah. I've never, like he didn't really want to leave. I mean, he stayed around us for 30 minutes barking and then sometimes he'd end the bark with a chuckle. It was the weirdest damn thing ever. Huh. And we call it like the donkey bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause he would like in like bark and then be like, Oh, 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 oh you know? Um, <clears throat> and then, but I mean, it was it, then shoot, you know, we walk in the next little finger, two bulls were bugling there. One was kind of low. One was kind of high. And after we got them going, they just started sounding off against each other. So we're like, okay, let's just shut up and let's sneak down in there. You know, try to get within 100 yards and it kind of laid out where we could do that and kept working our way down. They kept sounding off, sounding off. And then I kind of got to this little finger and I'm like, I think he's like 80 yards in that timber, um, you know, 80 to 100, somewhere right in there. And um, he, uh, um, I said, Hey Tyler, why don't you go set up and start calling? And then I'm going to back up or I'm going to go up here. And kind of get set up and it was literally like, it was uh, like 20 seconds and Tyler's like cow calling and Nick and I are like, oh crap, you know, we're trying to get set up there and uh, her and get set up on this little, again, it's a little finger where he's in one finger, Tyler, he's kind of back behind the other finger, maybe 30 yards behind us. And that bull just starts ripping. I mean, just immediately, I mean, just firing off at Tyler, just pissed. And pretty soon I see a couple cows down there and then he starts coming and again, I think I'm like, oh crap! I'm gonna have another frontal shot. He's like coming straight up at us, and thankfully the deadfall worked for us this time. He kind of was coming straight up at me, and I'm like this. And now I'm standing because the brush is kind of tall, and um, unfortunately he hit some deadfall and he kind of circles below me. And um, oh, this is funny. Uh, about the time I set up and hook up, and I see him coming, I realize I don't have a reed in my mouth. Mm-hmm. you know kind of elk Honey 101 and so i have like 30 seconds there where i'm like oh crap i don't have a read in my mouth oh crap i don't have a read in my mouth oh crap i don't have a read in my mouth i just keep thinking about that and uh he ends up going kind of right below us and i kind of have a spot picked out between two trees but it actually had a little bit of branches in it, and i kind of had to weave it in there but he got w- right, right where i want him to go and i just did a little meow! and stopped him and bam man just shot him and i saw my fletchings this time and i'm like oh yeah that's good he runs and nick super like okay man that was good and literally like in 10 seconds you hear him coughing and then you hear crash 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 and so nick and i we high five like yeah Then you hear him kind of crash 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 again and high five yeah and then kind of stops and then you hear him rolling again and pretty soon nick and i are like oh crap (laughs) how far down is he gonna go um you know it is super steep and uh yeah so he died i mean perfect double lung i mean yeah yeah, he he was dead in 20 seconds
1: it it was super cool because this was a like
2: i mean this was a hole we knew
1: kind of like okay where can we go hunt where we're we're not going to have to wonder if it's a, another hunter bugling back at us and Lenny and I kind of talked about getting in there and we kind of determined that we had to go where no one else wanted to go which that That's seems deep. to be that seems to be fairly normal for for all of us <laughs> mm. and uh and and it was I mean it was it was like hunt it was like elk hunting 20 years ago kind of it was super awesome the the bulls you didn't have to outsmart him and try to sound sound like a different something other than a four wheeler bugle. I mean, it was it was it was just off off the charts fun and exciting and and uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. And, and Lenny's whole thing was he wanted to shoot a mature bull. Yeah. And that was like his goal. He said, "I want to shoot a mature bull," and he's really wanting to to shoot you know try ultimately just shoot a bigger bull. And he had shot
2: yeah and as we kept going deeper and deeper and deeper these guys were like yeah you're shooting nothing but a six point right here <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> and I even told Nick because Nick was running camera and I'm like okay man if like a five point comes in and I go to draw like tell me to do not shoot this thing because <laughs> yeah. I mean it was it was super deep
0: when you like Tyler was saying that you had that goal and he was that for this hunt specifically was that just kind of your goal going into the season like what where did that come from
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, I've killed quite a few elk, but man, I've just been kind of on this, like, you know, I've killed a lot of five points. Um, and, um, you know, I'm kind of getting to an age now where I'm like, all right. I mean, I've kind of killed enough elk that, you know, I mean, I I love killing elk. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love eating them, but I was willing to not kill an elk. It's not that important for me to kill an elk rather than, you know, kind of set up a goal and and kill something bigger. And that was just kind of, what my goal was this year.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
2: And, and, and honestly, I mean, it's so deep in there. I mean, you don't kill anything, but, a, but a, a mature bull. I mean, I would be so pissed if I had to pick, pack out a raghorn out of there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe that sounds, you know, snobby or whatever, but I mean, it's just a reality there's a, there's a very stark reality of when you get so deep that, I mean, what you're capable of doing and getting out and, and that's kind of how this place is.
1: Right. I had the opposite argument. Well, I was disappointed the body size was so big because then Tyler and I couldn't one trip it out. So I was like, I'm <laughs> only going to go backpacking and shoot spikes because then we can one trip them out easy.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude,
1: this, and this bull, this bowl was huge. Like, oh my God. body-wise, in fact, we saw him, we glassed him up the night before. And we, we had several, part of the conversation was that bull is huge. He looks like a giant square, just a squared off, just huge body yeah. and, and we made note of, of how big his body was the night before and yep. when he was on the ground. We're just like, I don't know if I've ever seen a bull this big, like his body, he was giant.
2: Yeah. Steve. I mean, remember like your, your big bull that we killed and remember how big he was in those back straps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing, man. It was, I mean, I, we actually pulled the tooth cause I'm going to age him. I, I think he's actually really, you know, I mean, he, he has a nice, nice set of horns but you know he's not a giant um, but I think he's actually a really old bull just by the size of his body
0: yeah you guys probably sounded like the boys did when you know you're with Tyler <laughs> Bull this thing is so big, Look how, big
2: it is. How, how are we going to
1: get him out of here yeah, yeah that, that was that conversation well before he even shot that conversation I, I remember I remember we were all gathered around there and, and I was like I don't know let's just let's just shoot him and we'll figure out how to get him out later I mean, that's got me in more train wrecks than anything. Probably that just like, I don't care. Let's just, let's just shoot him and we'll figure it out later. And sure enough, we shot him and figured it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, you know, because I think I'm, I've asked for help on getting a bull out and that is that bullet killed up in the top of sausage in the last day, Steve, that you came to help me. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only time I've ever asked for help on getting something out And on this one, I like, we truly needed help. (laughs) I mean, it's like 82 degrees It's so hot um, and it's so much elevation gain and it's so long and so much deadfall. I'm just like, like I physically, like three of us cannot physically pack this bull out, which, you know, going in, I'm thinking, Hey, three of us, we can pack a bull out. No problem. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've done it with two guys with backpack gear, but this bull was so big that there's just no way we could do it. So I start texting, you know, satellite texting. I mean, Steve got a satellite text. Hey, any way you can help? I mean, I just, I text like 10 different people. Um, And, uh, and like I said earlier, my young, my younger brother, he was the only fool (laughs) who who was like, yeah, I can come help you. And so, you know, he drives three hours and um, spends the night at the trailhead and uh, walks in first thing in the morning, but how we end. So we ended up breaking them all down and we have our overnight gear with us obviously so we ended up having to take him up to where we're up to a camping spot which is kind of you know a flat spot up up the i don't know 800 feet up yeah then we, we drug him like 800 feet up half of them dropped our camp gear and then headed back down to go get the other half and what was super cool is is uh, on the way down we're empty another bull bugles like right on our way down to him and tyler I mean, he's like 100% call-in right now, and everything we got on, we called it in. But, you know, Tyler, he never saw anything because he's in the back. So I'm like, hey, Tyler, go out front go out front with your iPhone, and let's see if we can get this bull to come in. I'll, I'll see if I can call him in.
1: Which we'll, we'll, we'll post this. I'll, I'll, as soon as Lenny gets his story done on his thing on, on our Instagram and social, Pure Elevation, Instagram, social, so just social media pages, we'll post this call-in experience.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it was it was like the most epic call-in experience I've ever had ever
2: yeah I mean it is unreal I mean yeah it's so t- it's funny because I'm sitting in the back like 30 40 yards it's kind of brushy there and I'm calling and this bull's bugling and he's coming in and pretty soon I can see Tyler's silhouette then I can see this elk horns right in front of Tyler. I'm like that looks really close like I'm like so they're looking at it, like how close is he and then um oh Tyler you, videos you did thing, post yeah. some of
0: this didn't you Tyler yeah um yeah, I did. I did.
2: I put it okay. on. I put it on the story. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I did see this. It was crazy.
2: Is that amazing? With the oh. you see the snot dripping down and yeah yeah rip, rips a bugle right in front of him. <laughs> it was I, insane.
1: I literally could have reached out and grabbed his brow tines. Right. I mean, he was he was four feet away from me. It was insane. Wow.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that just it just like capped off just like an amazing hunt. So went down, got the next half. Packed it up, spent the night, and then my brother was supposed to be coming down the ridge to meet us, and we were trying to get up to the next saddle, kind of, and, um, but we had, to do, we had a two trips, it too much for three guys, so we took the first half up to the saddle, and right when we are getting there, my brother Tim got there, and then all four of us went down, and then that, that load was super easy, because only half between four of us, packed it back up to the saddle. And then, you know, we're sitting there and we're like, okay, how are we going to split this up? You know, cause we have camp gear and the elk and the, you know, the European mount. It's like, I don't know how many bags of meat do we have? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like tons.
1: Well, yeah. Kind of Lenny. Len, that, that, that's a whole other story. Lenny in all his packing for his stuff, he brought like a, like a, like a boned out deer kill kit. Yeah. So like he had all these little baby, like, tiny bags like, yeah game bags like not a single one was meant for like packing elk out is like meant for packing a boned out deer <laughs> so about squirrel or something
2: yeah oh yeah yeah exactly that it was I, I pulled one out and i'm like what the hell is this like a heart bag or something you know, <laughs> put in it. Um, yeah so i was a little unprepared on the uh game bag side of things yeah um but Tim came down with game bags. We split them all up. It's literally like seven bags. We we're trying to like shuffle weight and try to get it in. And, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was tough. And um, well, I got it all split up. And I think, you know, I don't think I was quite to a hundred. I think I was around 90 something pounds. I think that's where Tyler and Nick were maybe too. And then Tim, he was something less than that. But it was so damn far in there that and all uphill and hot i mean my brother tim i actually we got to the top i kind of went back and kind of grabbed his pack i mean he's like nauseous dizzy i mean it was it was all you could do trying to get through this deadfall and and i mean the deadfall just adds like a multiple of 10 you know versus hiking down a trail
0: and the heat Um, too man like that that's a factor
2: oh it is yep so you know and it's kind of deadfall and then so there's no shade because it's all deadfall and um so we, we, I mean, we started packing first thing that morning and that's after we packed up from the, the night before, 800 feet up and Tyler, he had a, a, a rodeo thing that he puts on at, a, at his place that he promised his wife that he would get back to. And, uh, that <laughs> did quite happen. Yeah. Cause we did not get out until dark. So we, we packed from four guys, sun up to sundown to get that dang thing out.
1: Wow. wow. And I'm convinced the country we shot these things in, it was like we shot, um, like Mister Universe of elk, like a uh, like The Rock or or Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I swear, the, the country these suckers live in—they're just all a bunch of yoked up, cut up, <laughs> muscle-bound hogs down there.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, crazy. I mean. Um, It's probably the best elk hunting I've ever, I mean, it wasn't the most bugle of the bugles I've ever heard, but just how the bulls responded. And I don't know if we hit it right on the moon or the hot cows in there, or they just hadn't been bothered, but it was just, as I was hiking out of there, I'm like, okay, this is the best hunting experience I've ever had but I'm never going to do this again because you need like four guys in one tag and that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and I, I, t- I sat and, like text my wife and I'm like, we're buying llamas. <laughs> so I think that's the next step.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. That's uh, you know, it's not just your biggest bull. Like it's not just the antler size, but you had like the coolest experience to go with that. Right. Like that those two came together all in one is special.
2: Yes. Yep. Yep. It really was. Um yeah and it was awesome too i mean obviously you know my brother coming all the way up there that meant a lot um you know nick and tyler basically you know calling for me the entire time and running camera the entire time i mean i was shooter every day it was like i said it felt like a kind of a spoiled spoiled hunter there yeah
0: wow that's cool heck of a heck of a heck of a september um yeah glad you guys glad to get you guys on to tell the story and man just neat. Just cool to get the boys involved. And I'm sure there's many, many more years of that coming. And Lenny, that you set that goal and make it happen. That's just, its awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, um, I think we got a little bit lucky and maybe we're finally getting a little bit better too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what a special September for those guys. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you as always for tuning in. If you haven't yet hit the subscribe button for the show if you're new, you can learn more about the show at exomountaingearcom forward slash podcast. If you can share a review or any feedback in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you're listening to this, it would be much appreciated. And if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, just email podcast at exomountaingear.com. We will talk to you soon.